0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Very excited today because we are going to be talking to someone from the other side of the world, at least from me. For some of you listening, he might be right down the street. Chris Samoye is from Perth in Australia, and he is a fellow customer service expert. We met back in 2015 uh, at an event that was uh, sponsored and created by the professional speakers of Australia here in the United States. The national speakers association is where all the professional speakers from all different types of industries and, and uh, expertise meet uh, several times a year for events, but it's the big industry association we're over in Australia. It's called the professional speakers uh, association and uh, of Australia and Chris and I met and we started talking and now, you know, customer service expert over there. We're here. We want to learn from how they do it over in Australia. So, Chris, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
1: Hi, Shep. It's great to be speaking to you today.
0: It is great to hear from you. And it's evening there, it's morning here, and we've got several topics that I want to cover. But one of the things that you're known for is your dime approach to customer service. By the way, if you want to learn more about Chris, his website is Service. Dot com. So the DIME approach, D-I-M-E, is actually an acronym. But, Chris, uh, real quick before we get into that, short little background on yourself. Let's keep it uh, one sentence long. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two or three sentences. <laughs> Give us a little quick uh, background on who you are, how you got here, and then let's talk about the DIME customer service approach.
1: Absolutely, Chef. Look, uh, I've been uh, speaking and, and training in workplaces uh, for about 10 years now. And uh, I was fortunate to work for some of the uh, great companies in Australia, but also internationally. Many of your listeners would know of Qantas. Uh spent a, a bit of time with them looking at customer service, particularly uh, at a big uh, moment of change or transformation for the airline industry in Australia. And, and after a couple of quick wins and successes in the, in the large corporates, I decided to get out onto my own and uh, create a process and, uh, and spread the message as much as I can
0: around australia all right so dime d-i-m-e let's talk about that
1: great well it's uh at the coin in america but uh over here we're certainly putting it to good use and the acronym around dime stands for deliberate interactions memorable experiences those four words put together create the
0: dime approach all right and now this now you've got me intrigued The dime is the coin over here in the U.S. Do you have a dime over there in Australia?
1: We don't. In fact, uh, the the U.S. dime is actually smaller than the smallest Australian piece of currency. So it's actually a a very tiny coin, uh, which actually is a metaphor, uh, Shep, for, for really one of the key things that we've got to think about with customer service, that You know, to create customer service change, it doesn't need to be the big things. It can be uh, a small thing, a tiny thing that can make the difference with customers, uh, not just thinking about the big things.
0: It's funny that you'd say that because we had on the show not that long ago, Jason Bradshaw, who is uh, running the head of customer experience for Volkswagen Australian Group. Mm -hmm. That's right, VW in Australia, doing amazing things over there, and one of the big things he talks about are the small things. <laughs> so he emphasizes Absolutely. that it's it's like 1%. It's like if you could just improve 1% in a number of different areas which is really achievable the results are pretty staggering. So I like that. Deliberate interactions, memorable experiences, but they don't have to be huge, they have to be uh they can be very very small. So give us some examples and take us through uh you know how you teach this.
1: Well, absolutely. I think um, one of the things, uh, while we're talking about small, uh, I'd like you know all of the listeners to picture uh, you know a dime as being a small coin that occasionally, as you walk through the streets of a large city, uh, and you might see somebody on the side of the road, and you you know they might be either busking or or begging, and occasionally we reach into our pockets, handbags, or purses, and we we pull out a coin, and it might be a dime in your in, in the instance of America, and we throw it onto the sidewalk. Now, one of the things there that, 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 that makes people do that is because small change, really, we don't need. You know, often it, it, it hinders us. It, uh, it makes us, uh, you know, our wallets or handbags very, uh, very full. So we like to get rid of it. But therein is, is, a, is, a, is a bit of an answer there. That the small change, even though it is of, of no value to, to people like yourself and myself, it is valuable to someone who needs it more than us. Uh, someone who might be begging for it. And I think that's a a good lesson to learn there, that too often in customer service, we think about, you know, showing off our profession, uh, doing all of the things that that we've gone to uni for and that we know really well, when in actual fact the customer doesn't always care about uh, what got us to this point. They have their own needs. And if we we look and and start doing the things that are of more value to the customers, uh, that's what makes the big difference rather than what's of value to ourselves.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that we may not think this is a big deal, but to the customer, it may be a big deal. It
1: it certainly is exactly right. And it could be, you know, uh, for example, something uh, very small like um, writing a a handwritten note to a customer. It could even be the way you shake the customer's hand, you know, turning your palm to face upwards slightly. Uh, Just the the little things, the way you greet them, it doesn't have to be too hard. but things that that the customer will notice and think, wow, that is creating a big difference.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure and I'm going to reiterate this point. It's the small things that make a big difference. But the word dime, you use this acronym, deliberate interactions, memorable experiences. So what I think I hear you suggesting is that we're very deliberate about these small things. You mentioned a thank you note. You know, the how this is an amazing thing the thank you note. When I was a kid, 12 years old, I had a birthday party magic show business. People who've been listening to the show probably know this. And one of the things my mom taught me to do at the end of every magic show was to go and write a handwritten thank you note. Now, today, a handwritten thank you note is pretty cool but there's a hundred, well, maybe not a hundred, but there's so many different ways to say thank you. Uh, You can send an email, you can send a text, you can do a video, a short little video and send it to a customer or write the traditional handwritten thank you note. But as small as that may seem and as little time as that might take, I think what you're saying is we need to be deliberate about it. We need to make it part of the plan. It can't be just an afterthought. It needs to be you know, really a a thought-out piece of our strategy of showing appreciation.
1: You're exactly right, Shep. And and really, the word deliberate, it fascinates me, which is why it is the start of the acronym. I think when we look at what deliberate means, it can mean uh, intentional, uh, conscious, careful, unhurried. Deliberate basically focuses on the intent. And I think as a customer, we can actually see when someone... Deliberately services us. Deliberately gives us great service. When you walk into a, a Disney park, um, you know that every single cast member has the intent uh, there. It's not just coming by accident. And and back to the example of the handwritten letter. When you read a handwritten letter, you know that it hasn't just been printed off the, uh, the you know off, off by someone's PA. It, it is it is actually done deliberately, handwritten, um, which does show the customer. Um That you have taken service seriously,
0: I love that I love that i I recently did uh, a news show at one of the major um, news stations here in the u s national news show, major anchor. And uh, he interviewed me, and we had a good time. And I said, thanks. And usually with these shows, that's the end of it. The, you're on, you're off, you're really uh, – the anchor probably doesn't even know who the guest is until the very last moment. Uh, they've got the questions or are answering, and, you know, it amazed me. Well, a few days later, I received a short two sentence long, two sentence long handwritten note from him. And I could tell he wrote the note, handed it to somebody who put it in an envelope and properly addressed it for me. But you know what? I still have that note. And, and, uh, it's two sentences long and it was just a very nice way mm-hmm. of, of saying thanks. And I, I think to myself, well, this is pretty cool. He took the time to do that. And I don't think uh, many of us it's, and, and I know we're focusing on a handwritten note, Let's get off of that. Let's just say it's anything. It's deliberate. It's and it's an intentional interaction. Uh, Something. uh, I'll give you an example. It may seem small, but it's pretty big. AT and T. Uh, one of the things they tried to do in, in increasing their customer service is when somebody goes into an AT&T phone store and they buy a phone and the whoever the person is that's been working with them puts the phone in the bag and takes the money or takes the credit card. And rather than just hand them the bag and say, thank you very much, they actually walk them to the door. At Nordstrom, they come around the counter where the cash mm-hmm. register is and hands you your bag. There's a big difference between just you know, saying thank you, walking out the door. When I I say big, there's a big impact uh, versus somebody walking you to the door. People notice these things. And I have heard from customers of these different places, you know, I really noticed, you know, and you mentioned Disney at a Disney theme park hotel, Mm -hmm. they will walk around the counter and show you where the elevator is and, and walk you a bit of a way away. I think that's a pretty cool concept. And again, very deliberate. That's right. Small and things it, yeah. count. right? And, and the customers really appreciate it. All right. This is excellent. So when we come back from a short break, we are going to talk about the four stages of customer service. Uh, you have them as habitual enjoyable, remarkable, and transformational. So we've got a lot more to talk about on Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Chris Moye. Boy, I hope I am I saying that right, Samoye? You
1: sure are, uh, Shep. Good, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Because if you see the way it's spelled, S <laughs> M O J E, and and by the way, the first thing I said is Chris. I, I just want to make sure I say it right. It's one thing if we're with each other and I introduce you to a friend and say, hey, this is my friend Chris. But on the show, I have to use your first and your last name. So maybe that's part of customer service too. All right, so we're going to talk about these four stages, as I mentioned right before we took the break, habitual, enjoyable, remarkable, and transformational. So, Chris, uh, take us through these four steps or four stages. For sure, Chef. And I have to say that the four stages – uh, you can't just
1: have one without the other. They're almost like uh, levels that uh, you need the foundation and the second level and the third level and the fourth level. Um, transformational being the best, habitual being the first, but, but really you need every single one of them to work uh, in order to deliver exceptional customer service. And that starts, the foundation is to make sure uh, that your service is done in a habitual way. Now this is exactly related to the, the the acronym or the word that we talked about earlier, being deliberate. That that when you are um, habitual in something, you are demonstrating that you're deliberate. And probably the the most common example that every single listener uh, would understand here is we deliberately brush our teeth. Why? Because it is habit. We do it out of habit twice a day um, in order to to get better at customer service and give exceptional service. The basics have to be done all of the time, not just in the morning, not just when the weather's nice or at the at the start of the year, but by the end of the year we get tired. It has to be out of habit, just like brushing your teeth.
0: Right. I just wrote a book. It just came out a couple of months ago called Be Amazing or Go Home, and it's about habits that people have. Not just, Even though it's focused on customer service, it could be for any reason, but, but the book started with mm. the idea that one of my – people here in the office wonderful woman kept showing up late to work and i said boy this is becoming a habit and not a good habit so what do we need to do to get back to the habit and uh so one you know one of the first habits uh in the book are you know amazing people show up ready to amaze <laughs> it's just you know i think woody allen uh, used to say something like, you know, 90% of success is just showing up. And that's true. Just being there to start with at the right time, at the right place, that's a good habit to get into. So I like that. Uh, habitual, exactly. very um, important. Enjoyable. Let's talk about enjoyable. Oh, go say. ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, just on the habitual, yeah, no, that's all right. One of the things that really have come up that got habitual started is a lot of people in my audience had, a, 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 had, a, had trouble understanding the difference between the word repeated and the word regular um and they thought it meant the same thing now repeated means more than once so it can happen twice three times four times five times but regular means more than once in a defined pattern so it continues to happen and a lot of people think well as as long as i repeat customer service great customer service more than once that's okay you know or twice or three times but to be habitual, we have to be regular, not repeated in terms of the way we serve. It's got to be that continual pattern that never ends. And that's how habitual uh, originated.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, regular, mm. great word, uh, consistent, predictable. It all belongs there. Mm. All right. Uh, second word, enjoyable.
1: Well, when we give customer service or great customer service to somebody, the second stage is to actually enjoy doing it. And I like to think of, as, as we say, we give customer service. Giving customer service is exactly like giving a gift. Um, we all know how to, the, the practice or the art of gift giving. And when we give somebody a gift, um, we, we enjoy it. We have a smile on our face when we see a smile on their face. Um, we, we love to be in front of them when we do it. We, uh, we, we don't expect anything in return, um, we give a gift to create a positive emotion. There is so much stuff around the the art of gift giving that that is that shows that you know people enjoy it. And if we look at customer service in exactly that same way, by giving great customer service in the same way as giving a gift, we can enjoy it. And if we look at it in that way, our, our service moves from being robotic, which is really what habitual could be interpreted as but that's just the basics but when we move it up a notch we can really demonstrate to the customer that we're actually enjoying ourselves and and by giving enjoyable service it just
0: it's it's better right i love that because you're taking it from the um the giver the the provider's viewpoint you know of course if somebody receives good customer service they will enjoy the experience because by the way they perceive it as good customer service That's the Mm -hmm. most important part is that they know they're getting it, they feel they're getting it, and they're enjoying that they're getting it. But we should also enjoy giving it. And I think when we do it and we do it right, uh, it's a gift. You know, people uh, – boy, I've read articles about how people don't feel like they're, they're above customer service because that word service scares people. It's like service as in servient to. Boy, that is so far from the truth. It really is uh, to to serve somebody well. It should be a pleasure to do it and a pleasure to receive it. So there's mutual respect, admiration, and enjoyment. All right, remarkable. Well, in order to give great customer service, we really –
1: and as you said, uh, Shepard, it is uh, how it's perceived by the customer. Our customers really need to, you know, get some attention or or, or sort of give us attention because what we're doing is remarkable. And to ask the question – how do we make customers turn their heads? How do we make customers look at us and think, wow, you know, that's that's got my attention now. We need to be remarkable. Now, a lot of people say to me um, when I mention remarkable, they think, oh, well, Chris, are we are we doing it just to get attention? You know, is, is giving great customer service considered attention-seeking? And that's not the case. It, nothing like that at all. In fact, great customer service isn't because we want to get the attention from them for us, for ourselves. We just want to get attention from them. We want to get their ears pricked up. We want to get them saying, "Wow, this is different." And the only way to get that is by doing something remarkable, by being remarkable in the way that we serve them. Um, and that's easy to do when you enjoy it. And as I mentioned earlier, if if you enjoy it, you're then more you're more likely to be remarkable. And likewise, back to habitual. You can't enjoy it unless you do it all the time. So we can start to see now that these three levels, habitual, enjoyable, remarkable, they start to come together. And it is a lot easier to be remarkable in giving service when we
0: enjoy it. So uh, give me an example of what remarkable is, because when I hear the word remarkable, uh, and yet earlier in our conversation, you talked about the dime being small. Remarkable can be small. It doesn't have to be blow me away big, does it?
1: Exactly, uh, Shep. So basically, and it can be either. But but let's let's look small. I mean, um, remarkable is something that a customer will walk away and say, Wow, you know, I've, I've got a, I'm I'm taking a positive memory away from from this uh, interaction. Now it could be just something like um, being able to to process a refund or process an exchange without having to seek permission from the manager. Or uh, it, it could be a way to, by, by looking at how a customer is, is an individual, um, saying something to them about about their day or, or about their journey um, or about h- how long they've been with the company for. Um, or even, you know, as you said, walking somebody to the door. Uh, particularly in Australia at the moment, the banks are undergoing a, a big revolution and they're actually becoming a lot more like hotel lobbies Uh, And this is something that's been around. Hotels have been around for centuries now. But the the lobby feel, when you walk into a hotel, you know, you're invited to sit down. It's big, it's open, and you've got people escorting you. Um, Likewise, when when you walk into a bank now in Australia, you're greeted by somebody at the door. You're not faced with a a big row of teller points in front of you. And, And something even like that, and that's a big example, can create... Attention from customers and that's something remarkable that the banks are doing
0: right, I like that uh, remarkable is a great word uh, so the final part of the transformational or of the of the four stages is transformational, mm-hmm. and i'm going to bet without even you telling me and you'll confirm this and you'll give us more information that once you make it a habit and it's enjoyable for both you and the customer and they're seeing remarkable even if it's little tiny small things the size of a dime or something even big. Uh, there's a transformational experience.
1: There is. Now, this is uh, this is sometimes, and, and often it's the hardest one, which is why we leave it to the end. Um, when we are working with customers or serving our customers, we're not just serving them. We're actually doing something that changes their lives, as I should say, transformational. We're creating some big change. Now, let's look at, at real estate as an example. When you're... Uh, A real estate agent selling a house. Many people would think, well, I'm just selling a house. But you're doing so much more. You might be uh, selling home ownership, the the dream of owning your own home. You might be selling um, the dream of moving away from your parents or, I guess, even the dream of moving away from your kids if you're retiring, (laughs) There's so much more to what we're doing that's not just the superficial sales. Right. And when we can recognize that, when we can recognize that, that what we're doing is actually changing somebody's life, no matter how young we are, how old we are, we're all creating change. And that's what's transformational.
0: Right. It's like the, you don't buy a drill. Uh, you, you buy the way to, 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 to make a hole. Um, And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. It's like uh, it seems on the surface one thing, but what are we really doing? We're creating experiences. Mm -hmm. We're we're changing lives. I like that. Transformational. So uh, four habits, again, habitual, enjoyable, remarkable, and transformational. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, Chris has this concept he calls the five habits values of service. So we've got a, a an information-packed show today, so don't go away. Lots more to come. This is Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com, an ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Chris Samoye. And uh, we are, oh, gosh, this is a power packed, information packed episode of Amazing Business Radio uh, from another customer service expert all the way on the other side of the world from where I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and uh, by the way, once again, the website for Chris is Dime, D I M E, Dime Customer Service com If you want to learn more about Chris, all right, we're going to talk about the five values of service. Uh, so I, I know once again we have an acronym. I'm looking at these letters A E I O U. Start with A because that's the first one. That makes sense, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> a is number one. Look, uh, Chef, uh, like all, uh, like a, it will A I O U. That are the vowels. Uh, all words need vowels. All customer service needs values. And A stands for accountable. Now, one of the big issues that businesses or organizations face is that they don't have any alignment with their service, and what that means is, um, the CEO or the the VP is saying one thing, uh, that we love customer service, yet everybody does things the way they used to do. So, in order to to bridge that gap of alignment, every single member of, of your team, they have to demonstrate accountability to their role, to what they're playing with the customer experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. That's A. E.
1: E stands for energy. We need a lot of energy or we need an energetic approach to customer service. The reason why this is uh, is a big one is because another issue that businesses face is uh, a lack or perceived lack of credibility. Now, that might be the VP or the CEO who isn't credible in terms of communicating the customer service initiatives, but it might also be that staff members or team members uh lack this credibility when they're in front of customers they appear that they're they're like novices and i think you don't need to to be an extrovert but you can have energy bring energy into a in, into your interaction um you know it doesn't mean you, you know everything it just means that you're you're more positive and you're more energetic and mm-hmm. if that's what happens then you're much more credible
0: right right innovative is i right this one is huge uh, probably my favorite Um uh, A
1: lot of people say to me, they say, Chris, in order to improve customer service, uh, we just need more resources. We just need more staff. Uh, We we need to double our workforce, our frontline, you know, our frontline employees. And in actual fact, you don't necessarily need more resources to be better at giving customer service. It's about looking at doing not necessarily different things, but the same things in different ways by being innovative. And I think a classic example that we've already sort of mentioned today, if we empower our, our staff to solve customer problems, all of a sudden the manager has all this time available rather than, you know, dealing with escalated issues after escalated issues. By empowering people, we've been innovative by looking at the resources that we've got to allow the leaders of the business to focus on on more customer-related things or things to improve the customer experience.
0: Right. And by the way, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that when you empower people, it is assumed that you've hired good people to start with and you've trained them mm-hmm. so they know what to do. And if they don't know what to do and they do go to a manager, the manager says, this is the way to do it. And then they shouldn't have to go back to the manager to seek approval for the next time. Um, I tell a story, and I told the story, I think, at least once on the show, where we went to a restaurant with another couple and we needed to push two tables together so we could sit together, and they were right next to each other. And this woman had to go and ask the manager if it was okay to do that. Now, I, okay, maybe, maybe not. That's reasonable, not reasonable. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. What took it to the level of completely ridiculous is when we came back the next day. By the way, this was at a hotel restaurant. We were having breakfast in the same place in the the morning before we went out. And uh, same uh, same woman taking care of us saw us coming. Same two tables were available. We asked if we can push them together, and she said, you know what? I'm going to have to go ask my manager again. Are the same thing. Is that crazy? Anyway, so yeah, empower oh, people. They know what to do. If you're going to say right. yes, let them do it without having to come and talk to you. Have you
1: have you heard that saying? What is it? It's uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission,
0: or something like that. Right, That's right. And they, they could
1: have used in that instance.
0: Yeah, and for this one, and and by the way, I agree with that a hundred percent. Unless there's something that really is is going to cost, and we really need to make sure we don't mm. make a mistake. But this was ridiculously unimportant you know a, a decision that could have been made by by anybody it didn't need to be approved by a manager all right let's jump to o hmm. so we've got aei o stands for optimism optimism love it i'm optimistic
1: great all right well what what i love about customer service and customer experience is that when you truly internalize what you're doing as an organization it, it gives you clarity and that purpose and, and i think too often especially the people who I work with and I'm sure the people that you work with chef as well, um, it's very easy to say, look we want to we want to improve our customer service and uh, and be like Disney and and, and be like the Ritz Carlton. But in actual fact it's not just about copying off other organizations it's about really internalizing and being clear on what works for you. And because customer service is a long-term game, uh, it doesn't happen overnight in fact, it will never be complete. I think, you know, what Walt Disney's been, been deceased for about 51 years and, and the organisation is still evolving in terms of service. In order to get through that, we need to be optimists, uh, not positive people, but optimistic people. And there is a difference there. And I think if we, we have more optimistic staff, they can see that service is a long-term journey. Love
0: it, love it. Unique. That's the final one. That's the U. A, E, I, O, U. And by the way, uh, we also. When I was a kid, it was A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, but well, we're going to go with the U. this with you for the moment.
1: That is about being unique or uniqueness. Now, too mm-hmm. often, uh, people uh, sometimes leaders are just very disconnected with their customers. Uh, how much time do we actually spend on the front line? Uh, do we actually, you know, are we out on the floor, on the front line, talking to our customers? I, I think a high-profile example would be Richard Branson uh, with the Virgin Group uh, being out and about. And, and even if you, it, it, look, it might be a publicity stunt, but at the end of the day, um, they are connected with their customers and they can see what makes them tick. Uh, and they can see customers as individual people, not just important people. And uh, by looking at customers who are unique or the uniqueness of customers, we can serve them better. But this also applies to staff members. But you are right, as you said, Shep, we, we do need to employ the right people. But when we've employed the right people and trained them and empowered them, let's let their unique personality be the point of difference that makes, say, one company out from the others. Because that is the, mm, the whole yeah. competitive advantage when it comes
0: to customer experience, which is the unique point of difference of our, our people, basically. Right. I like that. And as I jokingly said, you know, when I was a kid, it was A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. If we did add a Y, I'd say Y would be you. It's it's up to you, the person working with the customer, to put all of these together. Accountable, energetic, innovative, optimism, and uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And uh, love what you've done. All right. We're out of time. And I always like to close all of our programs with the one thing question. So I'm going to ask you the one thing question. Is there one thing you want to remind us about? Or is there one thing new you want to share with us that you just want this audience to walk away with and think about as we end the episode?
1: For sure, Shep. Well, let's go back to what we spoke about at the very beginning. and We were talking about the dime, the U.S. dime coin. And uh, look, I know most of your listeners hopefully are in the United States, so this will resonate with them. Uh, but many from abroad will also learn something new here. But uh, I encourage everyone who, who is in the United States, as I hear this, to, to pull out a dime coin and, and have a look at the front. Now, on the back, you've got the late uh, President Roosevelt, but on the front, you've got three symbols. They're the olive branch, the torch and the oak branch. And they are three fantastic symbols of customer service. The olive branch, as we all know, traditionally and historically, uh, is a symbol of peace. And and too often, when we think of customer service, the first thing that comes to mind is conflict um, or conflict management or, or, or disgruntled customers or complaints. And we really do need to think of the positives of customer service, that is the act of of giving that olive branch of, of of you know showing peace to one another, um, and even as I just mentioned, I know we're out of time. That, that the other item on the front of the coin is the oak branch, and oak is a is a symbol of um, strength and endurance. And as I mentioned about clarity and optimism, we we need to to, to think well, we need to during the tough times be strong and, and and endure. That yes, you know what? Sometimes customers may complain. Just because they're complaining, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're angry with us. We can always have opportunities to turn that around and, 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 and almost customer recovery kicks in rather than complaint handling. Uh, so some great symbols of customer service that should be a constant reminder to everybody who's listening because this coin is, is all around the place. If we just look at the coin every day and, and, and think about peace and endurance, uh, that's the one thing that we can all do to, uh, to keep customer service front of mind.
0: Wow. So the dime is not only a great acronym, D-I-M-E, which uh, I believe is deliberate interactions, memorable experiences. It's also, um, you know, it, it's a metaphor, if you will. Love the olive branch idea, the concept of peace where, you know, most people think of customer service as, you know, complaint resolution. Here's what they're thinking about. Customer service is a department. It's not a department. It's a philosophy to be embraced by every employee of the company, from the person that was just hired, mm-hmm. who might be working in the mail room or the warehouse, to somebody that is has been around and dealing directly with the customer in sales and marketing and, and the actual department of customer service, even the CEO. It's everybody's job. And uh, love what you shared with us, Chris. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: It's been a pleasure, Shiv. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio, because once again, we have some awesome and amazing information. Chris has shared a tremendous amount. This is the kind of episode you want to listen to again and again, because there's lots of takeaways with very specific points. We mentioned the dime, deliberate interactions, memorable experiences. We talked about the four stages of service, habitual, enjoyable, remarkable, and transformational. And we ended up with the five values of service focused on the acronym AEIOU the the four or five vowels which uh you you took that V word vowels and said you know look at them as values accountable uh, energetic innovative being optimistic and unique chris thanks for being on the show this is shep hyken until next show reminding you to always be amazing